DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Time to talk NBA playoffs with Kyle Goon, covering the Lakers in the NBA for the Orange County Register. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Kyle, good morning. DJ, what's going on? Uh, I was about to ask you the same thing. Are you still in the bubble? How many days in the bubble? <laughs> Am I still in the bubble? Have I ever lived a life not in the bubble? That's, that's the more pertinent question. I can't even remember the before times, <laughs> before the bubble times. What is that? How many? Um, di- no, do, doing good. Do you know how many days it is now? How long you been there? Um, I try not to count uh, for reasons for sanity, uh-huh. uh, but it's, it's been over 60 days. Ooh. It's been, been two months in the bubble um, and uh, slowing down a little bit, obviously, with fewer teams and and uh, slightly fewer people. Um, and so the schedule's slowing down a little bit, but obviously a lot of weighty games, um, a lot of interesting stuff going on uh, that I'm sure you're, you're poised to ask cutting, uh, insightful questions uh, about uh, as we get in here. <laughs> well, that's where I come in, Kyle. <laughs> Has anyone Thanks ever seen you do that, PK? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I'm wondering, you know, because we have a potential to be in all LA City uh, final, and you know, I go way back. Uh, uh-huh. Your editor, Todd Harmison, worked with him at the Daily Breeze when the Lakers were in, and you know, I would get called into coverage. Uh, to to be on finals and playoff stuff, how how is the right. register? And it's not just the register. The way the thing works is you guys you provide content for several papers. So would they be able to send more folks down there? No, no. Um, I mean, there's it, it's an interesting deal. Um, I mean, the bubble, like theoretically, it, it's just painstaking to get anybody in here uh, for any reason. Um, as you guys know, like players have have guests available and and can invite you know family, wives, girlfriends, um, things of that nature. And they but they had one entry point where they could do one market uh, from in market do four days of quarantine as opposed to a week where if you come in on a private flight. Um, and now they can't really add more without doing an extra week of quarantine and and. Players are trying to figure that out with their kids and wives and stuff like that. So imagine how low on the poll newspapers <laughs> get to, to adding people and staff. I mean, it's been a battle for NBA teams to have people and staff. Now they're going to be able to add up in, in the Tier 2 area where it's sort of the upper deck of the arena. Um, and so the value is questionable. It's just it's, it's kind of painstaking to get anyone in here. Um, so, yes, I am going to be the sole member of of not only uh, not not only uh the the southern california family newspapers but uh the the media news group family papers which includes papers in denver and boston which are kind of going right now so we had steve cleveland uh he's our basketball insider he's on weekly uh and he admits he's a huge laker fan um just since, you know, he was young and he went to UC Irvine, so he's obviously in Southern California. Uh, and he mm-hmm. said that he thought the he didn't think the Lakers were a championship team. He thought there were there were too many flaws, there were too many problems, but he said that 
when they went to Anthony Davis at the five, what that did for them at both ends of the floor was monumental. And he thinks as long as they keep Anthony Davis as the five, that they are, in fact, the favorite to win it all. He thinks it literally flipped the switch and it is everything. Do you see it the same way? Um, I mean, I do, but also, I mean, depending on the matchup, um, having a big is, is very useful uh, for the Lakers. Um, and just I've been thinking about, you know, what's going to happen if Denver advances and Nikola Jokic is the guy. Like, obviously, you know, he has some range and, and shoots threes and has that ability. Um, but the Lakers were able to win by playing him big this year and throwing JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard on him. And I think what you really see that that makes the Lakers very tough to beat is the, the versatility aspect that they can adjust. That, I mean, they beat Portland in a completely different way than they beat Houston. Both of them have elite scores, but Portland had to try and match up with the Lakers in size, playing two bigs, Hassan Whiteside and Yusuf Nurkic at once, and that didn't work. And then the Rockets forced the, the Lakers to go small, and the Lakers go small, and they're a better small ball team than the Rockets because Anthony Davis um, – is so mobile and has so much value, especially defensively. So I think that's the piece where, um, you know, the Lakers really are able to kind of outmaneuver. I, I, I'll agree with your, your friends in that um, kind of going into the playoffs, I did not think the Lakers were at their strongest. But what they've kind of shown that everyone's talking about the Clippers right now and, and wondering if they have it is, just that attentiveness, um, the, the competitiveness. I think it kind of streams from LeBron on down that the Lakers are, are trying to compete every game, um, mostly every possession. Even though they haven't been able to win game ones, they've always come back with, with adjustments and the ability to, to tweak their roster. And that's kind of, to me, what's made them the championship favorite when I don't think a lot of people here necessarily thought that was the case when they were coming out in, in starting the playoffs. Yeah, I'd agree with that as far as when it began as to where it is now and how much better. I think one of the reasons, and you're there closer, so I want to get your response to it, I've been impressed by Rajon Rondo being able to come back and, and make some vital contributions. Yeah, I mean, he was key to team two and three wins um, and, and close wins. Uh, and he's kind of turning back the clock and – and reminding everybody, I know he hates this this term, but about playoff Rondo and, and how good he's been in the playoffs. I mean, he's pretty much a, a near triple double career player in the playoffs, um, which is is kind of remarkable if you think about it. And he's he, his, and I, yeah, I know this is a buzzword, but like his analytics in the regular season are terrible. I mean, it's just a lot of times he's one of the few Lakers who has. Um, sort of a negative effect on a lineup. And, uh, and a lot of it comes from just not playing defense at the same intensity that he's playing right now um, and, and making adjustments and um, sort of mentally picking teams apart. Um, so he and, he and LeBron have that ability. And what Alex Caruso told me the other day was, um, you know, when you have one of those guys, it's a luxury. When you have two of those guys, it's a weapon. So I think his ability to kind of 
read defenses in games, make adjustments in games, not have to go back to the tape and, and sort of figure it out has, has been of great value to the Lakers. And obviously he's been putting up numbers too. So you know there are a lot of Ute fans listening right now who are wondering, Kyle Kuzma, how does he fit into all this? What should be expected out of him? What do they think of what they are getting out of him right now? The Kyle Kuzma assessment. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of interesting. I think, honestly, I think the biggest thing that's happened for Kyle is that Kyle has adjusted his own expectations. Um, and when I say that, I mean, you know, at the beginning of the year, there's like a lot of buzz about like, okay, like what's, what's Kyle going to do? Is he he sort of third star of this group? Is he going to be, you know, is he going to make this a trio? Um, And that just hasn't happened. Um, And there's, I mean, obviously he started out the season with an injury um, and that really set him back when we got injured while training for team USA and, and just there's been some other injuries. And I think it's just been hard personally to, to adjust to a team where the dynamics change so much. I mean, last year he was a starter and got a a bit of a green light. And this year it's just so different and there's so many more veterans and his role has kind of shrunk because Anthony Davis prefers to play um, power forward. So the the Lakers kind of built a team where Kuz got a little bit less uh, of of the, uh, of the stick, so to speak. And, but I think something happened to him in the hiatus where he seemed to realize, I, I understand what I need to do to get minutes. I got to play defense and I, I got to be able to shoot a little bit. And he really, it seems like he spent a lot of the hiatus working on his defense, working on his body from that aspect. He's become a much better defensive piece. So he's not the third star right now. Um, and I'm not saying it could never happen, but he's, he's kind of adjusted his, his scope being like, what does the team need me to be to win this year? And I think he's really identifying it, and especially if the Clippers advance for next series um, and guys like Kyle are going to have to guard Kawhi. I mean, they're going to need need that matchup to really step up. And so he, they'll, they rely on him. It's just not what people thought going into the season. Has Anthony Davis given any hint whatsoever what he might want to do going forward? Yeah, I think he's given plenty of hints. I think he's staying. <laughs> Why do you say that? I, I I don't think that there's any buzz to any other team, um, and uh, you know it's a little screwy now because of whatever's going to happen to salary cap um, and free agency. But I don't I don't see why he'd leave. It seems very much like he likes it here. Um, that he gets along with LeBron. Um, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of basketball left to be played, but this is the furthest he's ever gone. Um, LeBron, in my view, goes out of his way to sort of make AD feel um, welcome and and in control. I mean, I, I don't I don't think you'll find anybody who pays attention who thinks that Anthony Davis and, and LeBron James are a co partnership. But I, I do think LeBron tries to make AD feel like. Hey, this is your thing too. Um, you know, he he and and Rob Polinka talked a lot uh, as they were trying to you know recruit a team to, to free agency, um, and, and the pieces they did get reflect a lot of AD's personal choices, like Demarcus Cousins, 
got Rajon Rondo back. Um, so I don't really see a reason why he leaves. Um, and I think something dramatic would have to happen um, in the postseason and, and probably off the court, something dramatic would have to happen for him to change his mind. I guess my one thing is that LeBron's going to be 36 at the end of the calendar year. Yeah, but um, that, that may be true, but show me a team with max cap space that looks like it's doing better than the Lakers next year. Yeah. And that's tough. And, and, and beyond that, I mean, you know, um, I mean, both of you guys know, like being on the Lakers is just a huge platform. It comes with a lot of um, benefits, intangible, intangible, um, including money, including commercial opportunity. Um, I do think that AD maybe is not um, – I, I, I think he has less sort of Hollywood interest than, than maybe other stars have. Um, but at the same time, I mean, there's a reason that all this happened and why he asked for the trade. And he, he's, on, he's eight games away from seeing that fulfilled. And, and I think that, like, once if, – if the Lakers were to win – um, I, I think that's cemented. I think he's sort of like, all right, this is the place where I, I won, and this is the place where I want to keep back. Even if LeBron gets older, like he, he's a guy who's guided me there. I don't, I don't really see Anthony Davis at this point in his career being able to, to mentally be like, all right, ready to move on. The fact that anyone would use the phrase "if he gets older" when it's inevitable for everybody tells you how awesome <laughs> what LeBron is doing. It really is that that would even possibly be a thing that you, anyone could say with a straight face. So I'm curious I mean, here, it, right? Yeah, <laughs> prove that he ages. Prove that he's not Benjamin Buttoning somehow. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. Uh, so I'm curious. You said eight games away. If the Lakers don't get those eight wins, it's because of which team? Which team? Um, I think it's because of the Clippers if they decide to play. (laughs) (laughs) The the Clippers have not decided to play. Um, I I don't know what to make of it, um, to be honest. I think the thing that's setting back the Clippers is is their supporting role or their supporting cast, which we all thought was a strength going into the season and even into the playoffs. Um, but guys like Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams um, have not been consistent. Patrick Beverly has been injured. Um, and it's just like, hey, guys, like it's, it's winning time now. You have a 19-point lead, you blow that. You have a 16-point lead, you blow that. Like, I, I don't know what has to happen for them to find that urgency. And I think Kawhi's turned on. I mean, if you look at his numbers – He's been incredible, um, and and it's not him. Um, at the, in this round, Paul George has been much better. I, I like even though he's gotten the foul trouble. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't lay that at his feet, but the very thing that was supposed to be the strength of the Clippers has been a weakness uh, in this series. And I don't I don't know if I fully understand it. And frankly, I don't know even if they win this series if they're going to be able to find that quote-unquote gear um, that the Lakers have so clearly seized upon. I mean, you know, I, I think the Rockets are a better team than the Nuggets. I just do. And I, I, I worry if, if the Clippers can't find that urgency against 
the Nuggets are are they going to come out of the series more mentally strong or more mentally wounded because they had to take it to seven games. So I, I I really wonder about that. But obviously the Clippers at their best. I mean we've seen them at their best in the series, which is what's so weird. It's like at their best they're very switchable. Um, Kawhi is basically unguardable. Um, so I, I want to see that series, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't tell you with certainty that it's going to be on tomorrow. Well, he's Kyle Goon. couple months in the bubble and counting. Could be another month if it's a trip to the NBA Finals and a, a, long, a trip to the NBA Finals. There's an expression that doesn't really fit anymore either, but uh, we'll, we'll leave all yeah, that aside. A, a, a bus over to the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, right. A short bus ride. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, Kyle, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I always appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, um, I uh, yeah, hope, hope you guys uh, send me uh, – what's a Utah thing you guys could send to the bubble? Not fry sauce. Something better than that. <laughs> I was about to say fry sauce. Uh, Monson? Oh, no. Monson. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never pass the clearance. Gordon. All right. Thanks, guys. Gordon appreciate, with a bow on. All right. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle Goon covering the Lakers in the NBA for the Orange County Register.